welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. We're in our emotions series and we just need a break. So let's go to a new message from the throwback series, Rock the Bells. Let's go ahead and jump in and see what God's word has for us with our resident pastor, Ramon Belagamba. And this morning, we're going to be looking at what it means to bless. And there's so much I have to say about that. But I want y'all first to open up your Bibles. And we're going to be digging into Genesis um, 12 today. We're going to be looking at verses, just three verses, one, two, and three. And if I would ask God's people, if you would please stand for the reading of his holy word. Hear the word of the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, go out from your land, your relatives and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. You may be seated. The word of God for the people of God. I'll be preaching a message this morning entitled, God's people bless the world. God's people bless the world. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to worship you in spirit and in truth, that we need to hear a word from you on high. And there's nothing, Lord, that is greater to the soul of man than the word of God and how we seek to hear from you. May I just be a, a vessel um, that is used so that God's people can hear your voice. And those who are not yet your people can become your people because Christ lived, he died, and he rose again. May Christ be glorified through the preaching of his word. I praise in Jesus' name. There's so much that goes through my mind on a weekly basis as I continually see where life is right now in the world. And I know y'all have heard the saying when, or something similar to this, and I'm going to use it in the context of America. When America catches a cold, the, West of the, the rest of the world catches the flu. And there's so much going on around us, whether it be starvation, whether it be economic collapse, political collapse, whether it be assassination of leaders. There are so many things, so much chaos is going on around us. And even as America has been able to st stabilize more and more um, from the COVID-19 pandemic, there's still much chaos in the world. And we have usually lived by the narrative that in the world, that in the modern world, we have a, 
we're progressing towards something greater. And this whole pandemic has, has shown the world that that narrative that you may have been living by is wrong. And there are so many people who need God's blessing in their lives. And the world that thrives on so much ignorance and indifference and individualism and inaction and independence, they're not seeing how, whether worldwide or locally, that people are not thriving during this pandemic. And this is a time when people are still have instability with food, which is why our block by block initiative at Think Kingdom is still helpful to feed Kannapolis and the surrounding metro area and why it's so important. And there's so many people who are worried about how they're gonna pay their rent because the moratorium of rent eviction is about to come to an end soon. And I say all of this to say that the world is in chaos and the world continues to be in chaos because the world is not following God, not following the will of God. And we, in today's scripture that I'm going to unpack for us, today's text, we see that God always has a plan. He always has a plan in the midst of the chaos, even when we can't see it. We can't see what he's doing in the world. And we see that God has chosen his plan to bless the world through a people. So in this text in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, we see that God binds himself to Abram, who many of us better know as Abraham. And he was going to keep his promises through a people. And central to us that we have to understand as is, is that in this text, you'll see at the end especially, is that the children of God are always called to be a blessing to the world. And that the line that descended from Abraham, the line in which the Messiah, Christ Jesus our Lord, descended upon, descended from, that this community would have to be a countercultural community that would show the world the original design for humanity. That it would be a community that would move different. And we're coming back to this Rock the Bell series. And this series is really a series of missional habits that, that tell us how God's people should be moving differently. And the first habit that we come to today, I feel is more important than ever in our hurting world. That God's people are called to bless the world. And God's people bless the world by remembering that we are called to a blessing. So Genesis 12, Genesis 12 comes from preceding that. We see Genesis 3 through 11. We see how the world has fallen into dismay. How the world no longer resembles the good creation that God had created. How it had departed from that way. 
And we see um, the climax of this in Genesis 11 with the Tower of Babel. And one thing that I want y'all to realize and remember is that just like Abram, we are no different than him in that we live our lives in the midst of a spiritual war in a fallen world. And that from Genesis 3 to 11, the story of Babylon is the story of Babylon today, the story of the world today, that the world will always be rebellious. The world will always be prideful. The world will always be violent. And it will always seek to be independent of God. And it will seek, always seek the glory of man rather than the glory of God. And God and his plan, he scattered the rebellious nations as we saw in Genesis 11 in the Tower of Babel. And he confused their languages. But God didn't just stop there. God had an answer to the problems of our fallen worlds. He had an answer to Babylon. And that call of Abram that we see in Genesis 12 is for the sake of the world. So when the world goes its own way, when the people that God created decided to go their own way, what our God chose to do was our God chose mercy and grace. He came into an agreement with Abram in verses two and three to honor and bless through his family to bless all humankind. It reads in verses two and three, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So what I want really to come across to y'all is that the story of redemption that starts with Abram is nothing short of impossible. Nothing short of miraculous. So if you are in Christ today, whether you're watching online or you're in here in this building, the impossible was done. Amen. Amen. That you were brought from death to life. That Abram, a childless man at 75 years old, was told that a great nation was going to come from him at 75 years old. And not even just at 75 years old, for, <clears throat> for that nation to come through, he had to wait 25 years. It took 25 years for Isaac to be born. Impossible. And it's always with the impossible that God chooses to work yeah. as he chooses to sh- display his power through weakness. Yeah. And the thing about it, we can't think that Abram, there was something special about him. If you keep reading through Genesis, you realize that, wow, Abram is raggedy. <laughs> hey, there's nothing good in Abram. It wasn't that God called him because he was superior. It's because Abram knew he needed a holy God. And he chose Abram to be part of this redeeming mission. 
And that's no different for us today as we are God's people in God's time at this moment that he has called to continue his redeeming mission in the world. And how did Abram walk? Abraham walked by faith. Let's take it to Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out, and even though he did not know where he was going, by faith, he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, copiers of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. So family, our call, like Abram, our call is to a blessing by faith. Our call in this life is to a blessing by faith. And that city that Abraham looked to, the city of God, that's our call to look to the kingdom of God in the here and now and into the life to come. That is what's going to be what sustains us as we have to live by faith, not by sight. But also in Romans 4, 16 and 17, we hear a little bit more about Abraham's faith and how it applies to us. This why the promise is by faith so that it may be according to grace to guarantee it to all the descendants, not only those who are of the law, but also to those who are Abraham's faith. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I've made you the father of many nations. It is through Abraham that the blessing came to the nations. I don't know who and I missed may be a descendant of, of the, the nation of Israel, but most of us are Gentiles. We were the nations that were mentioned in Genesis 10 and how from the blessing that was promised to one man in the nation of Israel, that blessing came to all of humanity. And it is a blessing that we've been privileged to call to live into that in that blessing, we're recovering and pursuing God's design for our lives. It is only in Christ that we receive that lasting joy, that joy that's unshakable, that no matter what's going on in your life today, you can have that unshakable joy because you're in Christ, that you could delight in the goodness of the Lord no matter the circumstances, that you could delight and you could taste and that you could see that the Lord is good. That we could have satisfaction that no matter what the world offers, whether it's wealth, whether it's power, whatever it is, the satisfaction that the world, that people in the world are hungering for, that that satisfaction we can find in Jesus. And that no matter what is going on in our families, 
what's going on in our workplace and our communities. We know the fact that the blessing of Jesus can bring anything from death to life. That Jesus is in the resurrecting business. That he can resurrect your marriage. That he can resurrect your career. He can resurrect anything. There's no one beyond redemption. And we can live into that life of restoration. That we can have restored lives. That we can be back into the family of God. That we can be back with him. And that the problems that we have within ourselves, the, the problems that we spoke about with emotions, right? The, with the anger, with the anxiety, with shame, that our mental health can be restored in Christ. And also that God restores us to one another. There's constant, constant friction that only Christ can bless, that Christ can bring enemies to be the best of friends through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that the gospel is not only for, for humanity, but the gospel is for all of creation that creation that is groaning. Like, man, have y'all seen the climate change? Like how a good part of America is on record heat. That's creation. Creation is groaning. Creation is not feeling what's going on right now in our world. When people in places with 130 degrees, they, not, they know something is wrong. Creation is groaning for the life to come. And for us right now, we're witnesses to the living God. We are the people that let, know, let people know that God is alive. Our God is alive. That God is still at work. In a culture that says we are post-truth, that tries to suppress the truth, and the truth is God. They try to push him to the, to the, to the, the outskirts, to the margins. That kind of sounds like the Tower of Babel, that, that society, human society, always tries to build up itself apart from God. But we are the people that call people to let them know that God is still reigning. He is reigning through his people, and this is God's place. We let the world know that the kingdom of God is at hand. And the world, what's the world going to do? The world is always going to choose sin. It's always going to choose to rebel against God. It's always going to choose the path of brokenness. And what does brokenness produce? Brokenness produces hatred. So we see that we can't even have civil discourse in our country anymore. That we can't talk with one another. If you don't agree with my opinion, I'm going to demonize you. You are my enemy. We just see the hatred. Then we think about oppression. Like people are not thriving the way they could. They're not. People are being displaced. Gentrification is running through our metro area. People are being displaced. 
there aren't many options. We see injustice that continues to reign. There are so many places that we see nothing but brokenness because the world keeps choosing to live apart from God. We see apathy, people that are not hungering to help other people. We see they don't even care what's going on with people around us. We see people slandering each other on social media, saying things that they would never say to your face if they were with you in person. People just straight disrespecting one another. We see the greedy, the rich are getting richer during this time. The poor are getting poor. And sadly, we see that when the world chooses sin, we see murder. We see this through Genesis 3 through 11. We see this in our world now. Why do we think that different results will be, will, will occur by choosing sin and its brokenness? That is literally the definition of insanity. Choosing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And for many of us parents and uh, many of us as adults, we remember when we were a child that we remember that our parents could tell us one thing. Tell us this is the best way to go about doing something. But something in our hearts just clicked like, yeah, there has to be an easier way. There has to be an easier way to do this without the hard work. That we continually always chose the wrong way, unfortunately. And as many times as when you get older, that you see that your parents had your best interest at heart. They told you that hard work was the only way to get this goal that you wanted to achieve. They, they told you that this was the pathway to blessing, but we many times choose <laughs> the broad way, the easier way, <laughs> and it just ultimately many times just led into the way of brokenness. That is what we see continually with moment by moment, choice by choice. That's what we see in the world today. People choosing to go about their lives apart from God's design. They're, not, they're thinking that they could choose their own way and there won't be consequences. And the thing about it, family, is that God called Abram and he's calling us to live into God's original design for creation so that we can, we can, receive, we can receive the blessing that he's calling us to. That humanity could be blessed by following the one true and living God. And that God can be glorified in our homes, in our communities, in our city, and in our world. That is what he's calling us to. The fundamental purpose of why we exist is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And we always think we could go about it a different way that we can enjoy God as like he's a part-time lover. That we could do this and that and not think about him and then we could just roll up in here on Sunday morning. It don't work like that. There are consequences to every action. 
Every choice you make, you will be a servant to that choice. And think about the difference between when God called Abram and when he has called us now. Abraham, he was truly living by faith. He only knew like a little bit of the story. Like there was so much more to God's story. And literally, Abraham was looking through a magnifying glass. He was believing God for that city where he has built that foundation. But what about us? We got a Bible that most people in the world don't even open. God has revealed the whole story. God has told us what's going to happen. We already know the end game. We don't, have to, we don't have to watch the coming attractions. We already know how the story ends. And if we are walking rightly in the will of God, the world will know the story. So family, I'm calling us. We have to be people of the story. We have to know the story that we inhabit. We can't choose to live by a different narrative. The world is spinning different narratives every day. Whoever controls the language, controls the conversation, and they guide the narrative. You see how language is is changing and how movements occur. It's because they make it more and more palatable to the world. And we have to be unashamed. We have to be unashamed to follow Christ. We have to be unashamed to follow Christ as that is the way to the blessed life. We have to let folks know that God's love is real. That God still loves you. People not feeling that no more. Once we realized that we are called to an eternal blessing, then we will really realize who we really are. That's why I'm calling us to Think Kingdom. Calling us to realize the eternal blessing that we have so that we could be called to be a blessing to the world. That we could be called to be the blessing that God has told Abraham. Because God fulfills his promises. He's the same God yesterday, today, and the same God forever. And God's covenant people are the means by which God chooses to deal with the sin and evil that we have in our world. So the curse of Genesis 3 through 11 was replaced with this promise in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And the thing about it, a principle that I want y'all to always remember is that scripture interprets scripture. Right? So if you're reading something in the Old Testament, you look, where, where, where did this um, revelation from God take place? So we see in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, you see it in the very, very beginning. Now I'm going to tell y'all after the cross what Apostle Paul said. Let's look at Galatians 3, 8. So now the scriptures saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and proclaim the gospel ahead of time to Abraham, saying all the nations 
will be blessed through you. So what it, what it, so based upon what I just told y'all and what I just read to y'all, what did Abraham hear? He heard the, the gospel. He heard the gospel. The gospel's in Genesis? I thought the gospel was just after Christ lived, died, and rose again and reigns in heaven. I thought that was just the gospel. No. People have been walking by faith in the gospel of God since the beginning of time. Since right after the fall. He told, he told, he told the serpent in Genesis 3.15, yeah, they're going to be hostility for you. I'm going to come. He's going to crush your head. The gospel has a long, long history. And the mission of God, the mission of God is that all people on earth will be blessed. We have to start walking by the narrative of the mission of God, then kingdom, that we need to be the people that seek to bless others because all the people on the earth need to be blessed. They all need to hear the gospel. And literally everything between Genesis and Revelation, all the way through Revelation, is directly related to the mission of God. The sending of the Son, Christ Jesus our Lord, and his people is to bless all the peoples of the earth. The promise that was given to to Abram of blessing the nations has been accomplished through Jesus. That the reason why we gather around on Sundays is because of what Christ accomplished on our behalf. His person and his work. And now Christ is calling his people to live in the way of Jesus. So the first two stages of the mission of God have been accomplished through Israel and Christ. And now this is the final stage of God's mission. It's left to us. It's left to the church. We are to be the mission of God through Jesus Christ. We are to be the living example of Christ's rule on earth. We are called to be a blessing. We are called to be a blessing. Amen, Amen, church? Are y'all with me? Am I talking to myself? Let's go, church. Jesus wants us to participate in his mission of blessing for all peoples as he establishes his kingdom today on earth as it is in heaven. So when we bless others because Christ blessed us and he calls us to do the same. We bless others in the way of Jesus because that's the way of the kingdom. That is the way of the kingdom. That is not optional. That is the only way we are called to bless others. We bless others when we show them hospitality rather than fear. That we walk to that stranger in a world of hostility and we show them love and hospitality. We bless others when we honor them instead of showing them disrespect. That we honor them like they're they're our mother, our father, that they're our family, even though that they are strangers. We do not demonize the other. We bless others when we show love instead of hatred. 
People just want to be loved. People want to, people want to be listened to. People don't want to be talked past. They want to be talked to. We bless others. We sacrifice for them. And we forgo our privilege. We all have something that we can give up for the person that doesn't have. And we definitely, we definitely bless others when we share the gospel with them, offering them the rest in Christ that their exhausted souls so much need. I don't know who told them they could keep up with the Joneses because it's, uh-uh. No, it's not the way. You're just on the way to destruction because you're rejecting Christ and living by his will and his way for your life. And beloved, when we rock the bells to bless others, we join Jesus and his mission to the world. That's what we're doing. We are calling to rock those bells because we want to join Jesus and his mission in the world. The Holy Spirit is at work at your workplace. The Holy Spirit is at work in your home. The Holy Spirit is, is at work on your block. Are you, just, are you going to answer that call and join that mission? Are you going to be obedient to the Spirit? That's the next time I'm preaching is listening to the Holy Spirit. Are we going to continue to say, nah, I ain't with it? In the age of hostility, we are to be the bomb of blessing for our world. A church that is the church is what the world so desperately needs. A church that is ready to deny the sins of racism, deny the sins of politicism, deny the sins of materialism, deny the sins of individualism. That is what the world is waiting to see. And when we make disciples, the world is blessed through us. What's our call? To make disciples. To have other people follow Jesus as Lord. Blessing those who cannot bless us back is what is good. What is good in the world. We bless others who cannot bless us back. Blessing and honoring our enemies is what is beautiful in a fallen world. That is what reveals the gospel when you are able to proclaim and bless others who are supposedly known enemies of the church. That is when the gospel is revealed in its beauty. That's when the gospel seems like it's reasonable, that people want to hear the conversation that you're having. They don't want to have a conversation with someone who they feel is always against them and, and it's like they, 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 they don't love them. But it's when we bless the world that the world will listen to the gospel. In a divided age that is longing to see love and beauty, the kingdom, can we be a church that blesses the world with gospel proclamation and gospel demonstration. Two wings on that same plane. It's going to take us being generous stewards 
for the mission of God. You have to ask yourself this question, and I want everybody to listen to this. How can I use my time, my talent, and my treasure, the resources that God has given me to bless others where I live, where I work, and where I play? He's asking us, are we going to be good stewards? He's going to ask us on that, on that beam of seat of Christ. He's going to ask us, I gave you all these talents. How did you multiply these talents? What are you going to say? And he has everything on tape. Well, he's going to ask you, when this person asks so-and-so, why didn't you do it? You're going to have to uh, have an account. But be thankful that Christ Jesus, he lived, he died, and he rose for us. That we have the righteousness of Christ because we have no righteousness we can go before God in. There's nothing that we can do. Another question we have to ask ourselves, how am I going to root my identity in Christ and seek to bless my enemies? How am I going to root my identity in Christ and seek to bless my enemies? A lot of times we don't, we don't go to our enemies and those who we know are hostile to the gospel because we're too worried about our image. We're too worried about our reputation. We're, too, we're still looking at um, our lives that they ain't blood bought that our identity ain't supposed to be in him. We're still all up in our feelings, so our emotions are impaired, and we're not living fully. That's what we just went over, right, in the last few weeks with Pastor Antoine, and how our emotions are jacked up. They're not rightly aligned to Christ-like emotion. That is what we're called to. We're called to depend holily on the Holy Spirit. The only way that we can root our identity in Christ and seek to bless our enemies is that we're, that we're so dependent on prayer. That prayer is our home base for us to seek to, to rock the bells and bless. I'm not calling you to do this in your own strength. We can't do nothing in the flesh. And what does the world do? The world eats its own flesh. But we are called to live by the, the, the way of the spirit. Like, I'm calling us to deeper prayer. This whole series that we're going to go through, I'm calling y'all to deeper and deeper prayer. Another question we have to ask ourselves, how can I come out of my comfort zone and seek to bless strangers this week? Who can I bless this week? That's why I want y'all to be thinking through, who can I bless this week? This week, I I'll tell you how I was blessed this week. I was blessed this week when I went out on a, on a prayer walk in the Hidden Valley neighborhood of, of East Charlotte. So, I'm not sure if all of the family knows and guests, maybe a first time, but Think Kingdom is pregnant. So Think Kingdom is seeking to plant a church within these next, what was it, about 18 months or so. That the reason why, the, the reason why I was even in Hidden Valley and around the 85 um, South Sugar Creek corridor is because I'm seeking to, to plant a church called Christ City Fellowship. And it's a church that's going to seek to be about East Charlotte. And that, that Hidden Valley area has been on my heart. I've been burdened by that for years, that 85 corridor. So God blessed me this week in that me and my ministry resident, Trayvon, who's watching online because he didn't feel well today, we prayer walked around that area. And God opened up doors. God gave us opportunity to speak with men who just needed someone to take a listen, to, to someone who, 
to show them love and to show them that, that the Lord is alive, that God is real. And we was, I was so blessed by a conversation um, with one brother who was the, actually, he grew up the son of a pastor. And his father is still a pastor. And he grew up his whole life, multiple days um, in the house, in the, in the word, around the Lord's, Lord's people. And he just drifted the wrong way. And he literally came, he literally said to us that this is the first time in my life that I remember God's people speaking to me out in public, like just out and about. He had relocated from Cleveland and he's, he's struggling, living in one of the worst motels in that Sugar Creek, Hidden Valley area. And he just, he just asked, like, I asked him, how can I be praying for you? He said, just pray. Pray that the Lord would warm my heart because there's so much going on around me that I have to protect everything I got because I don't have much. And I just need a place to live and I just need the Lord to make my heart right because I don't want to have to fight or do something out of character just to to preserve who I am. And it's stories like just listening to Byron and other people that we got to talk to that day that, that literally told me that most of the times when we think that we're seeking to bless others, that in this walk in ministry, we're going to be blessed by the people that we're seeking to bless. But we have to remember that we are called to be a blessing. That's where it starts. So if you're in Christ, I want y'all to know that through today's text that you're a descendant of Abraham. So it is in your spiritual DNA that you're called to bless the world. If y'all didn't know, the church is for the sake of the world. It's not for the church to rebel against the world. I also want y'all to know that from this text that Christ is the seed of Abraham. He is the one that was promised at the end of verse 3. Through whom all the people of the earth will be blessed. And we are his hands and feet in this mission now. Now that he reigns in the heavenly places. And the fact is that God the Father sent his son to purchase with his blood from every tribe and language and people and nation. Revelation 5 9. Oh, I told you that it spans from Genesis to Revelation, the mission of God. You see how that lined up, Abraham? Revelation 5 9. Also, one day, the fulfillment of the promise to Abraham, we will see as every nation, tribe, people, and language will be before the throne and the Lamb of God. Revelation 7 9. I'm thankful. I've been grateful um, the time I've lived in this. Charlotte metro area 
I've had the blessing to be on staff at three multi-ethnic churches, including Think Kingdom, where we get to see the, we see a partial fulfillment of Revelation 7-9, that we see people of every ethnicity, people that could speak other languages, people that descended from other places, and we get to worship our king together. I don't count that as a loss, especially when you look at how, how much in our metro area that's not the reality of Revelation 7-9. So my call, as I'm closing this down, I want us to seek to be faithful from the four corners of the block to the four corners of the globe seeking to bless the world. We don't know where God is going to take us in this journey. We may be in Kannapolis one day. We may be in Uganda the next day. We may be in Charlotte one day. One day we're in Australia. We don't know where God is going to take us, but we know that we always have the vocation to bless the world, to make disciples, to let people know of the kingdom of God that's present in the world right now through his people and that Jesus is going to come back one day and the heavenly and the heavenly places is going to come down to earth there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and there won't be no more tears no more there won't be no more pain so many people are travailing feeling that right now so I want us to think through the lenses of blessing others in four ways blessing through words of affirmation the words that you can share with someone else you don't know how far that will travel and God's word never comes back in void so bless others with words of affirmation what about acts of kindness there's so many people in our area that don't know where the next meal is coming from. There's some people that don't even have cl clean water in some places in our nation and in the world. There's so many ways that we could do acts of, little acts of kindness. Let us be about that. What about gifts? That's another way we could bless others. We could bless our family. We could bless those outside of our family as well. And lastly, uh, very importantly, I want us to know that we can bless others through proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Jesus is always what the world is needed, but Jesus is always what the world is hated, what the world has rejected. They've always rejected that cornerstone and seek to go about it its own way. And that time is coming. The nations people are proclaiming the gospel to all of the nations but there's going to be a time where the nations will be judged that table of nations that we read in Genesis 10 is going to be another table of nations on judgment day and they're going to be held account so I'm asking y'all let's make this a habit in our lives to seek to bless and I want y'all to seek to bless at least three people every week not just this week, 
But every week, seek to bless three people, including at least one who's a not yet believer. It's not a hard charge. In addition to that, I'm, I'm, I'm calling y'all to pray for at least three people who are not yet believers. Every week, pray for them faithfully. It could be the same three people until they come to faith. And you can keep a journal of that. Like I've heard people say that they kept a journal of people they prayed for for years. You saw God answer that prayer. 10, 15, 20. I've heard 40 years down the line. But just be great in faithfulness. Because I don't know who's watching us right now or who maybe and I miss, but the reality of it is is that outside of Christ, there's no lasting blessing. And there's so many people, especially in America, who believe that they're in Christ, but they don't even realize that they're lies that they're not. That they have not following God's design for their lives. That they're not following in the ways of Jesus. That they're not even trying to make disciples of Jesus. They're not trying to bear fruit for Jesus, but they're just bearing bad fruit. That's just leading their lives to an eternal resting place apart from the kingdom of God. And I just want to say that common grace runs out. Like the grace that we all receive now by God. It runs out when someone takes their last breath. And those who are in the world now who mock Christ, who mock the church, they're going to reap what they sow. So that's a promise. You saw that promise? That was in verse 2. Those that treat, that, that curse you and treat you with contempt. We ain't got to worry about that. God got our back. He got those receipts. So in a world that so desperately needs blessing, let us be a gospel people that remember that we are called to a blessing that we are called to be a blessing and just remembering that we are God's plan A and his means to bless a dying world let's be about God's business And Pastor Ramon with a new message from our throwback series, Rock the Bells. Remember that we need to be the people that seek to bless others so that they can see God. If you are blessed by anything you hear on this podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you're anywhere near Charlotte or the surrounding areas, won't you stop on by and say hi and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Or you can join us online every Sunday morning at 1033 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. And while you're there, you can go ahead and subscribe to us and follow us on Instagram under Think Kingdom. And as always, you can go back, hear this message, so much more, the past Rock the Bell sermon series right here exclusively on our Think Kingdom podcast.